Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Leo Grady, the founder and CEO of Jona. How are you today? Hey Jared, I'm doing well. Great to be here. Excited to have you. Let's dive right in. Tell the audience about yourself. So I did a PhD in artificial intelligence 20 years ago in neural networks and computer vision. Spent my whole career in healthcare. Uh, started at Siemens building AI and radiology. Then I was out in the Bay Area at a company called HeartFlow, where we built a cardiovascular diagnostic test for coronary disease. That was a combination of AI and computational fluid dynamics. Then I was CEO of PageAI here in New York, uh, which was a spin out of Memorial Sloan Kettering, building AI and pathology. We had the first FDA approved AI system ever in pathology and launched that product in North America, Europe, and Brazil. Then I spent some time on the VC side investing in AI companies in healthcare and started Jonah last year. I have so many questions, but we'll, we'll just, uh, let's start off by assuming some of the audience has heard of Jonah, some have not. Give us that, that general overview of where the company stands today. So Jonah's focused on the microbiome and it's driven by my belief, my conviction that the microbiome is going to be revolutionary in healthcare. And at this point, the science is really clear that the microbiome is tightly linked to really a massive element of your of so much of your healthcare. Uh, really seems to underpin human health, and the microbiome has been shown to be related to GI disorders, to autoimmune conditions, uh, but metabolic disease, obesity, liver disease, cancer. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, even mental health, depression and anxiety have all been linked with the microbiome. And yet with this incredible science, every single month, there are 2000 papers published in PubMed on the microbiome. There's been very little clinical translation and it's been very difficult to take advantage of all of this science and really apply it in practice. And I think that really comes down to two issues with the microbiome. One is that it's just incredibly complex. The microbiome itself is complex, meaning all of the bacteria, the viruses, the fungus, everything in your guts uh, is very complicated. There are a lot of different species, the different strains matter, that looking at the DNA can really change how these, these organisms behave. And then also the literature is complex. As I mentioned, every single month, more than 2000 papers being published. And this is why I think AI is really the right technology to help us understand this complexity and take advantage of what, what's known and all the information here to really make huge leaps in our health. So where we started at Jonah is to focus on the complexity of the literature first. So we built a large language model, uh, something like a chat GPT that reads all of the microbiome literature, and then we can offer uh, microbiome test interpretation effectively. So we will sequence your microbiome, all the bacteria, the fungus, the viruses down to a strange strain level using shotgun metagenomics. Then the AI scours the literature and identifies all the diseases, all the conditions, all the symptoms, all the allergies, everything that's been linked to a microbiome like yours. We tell you all of that. We cite all the papers. We tell you how much evidence there is for each one of these. And then insofar as there's an issue in your microbiome, then the AI scours the literature and figures out what you can do about it. Uh, what kind of actions you can take from a dietary standpoint or a lifestyle standpoint, 
to change your microbiome in a positive direction to address the health goals that you're, you're after. Super interesting. Like, so, and this was, this was the like leveraging AI from day one, right? This wasn't, um, this wasn't something new that came about where you're like, well, let's, let's use AI to, well, along with the microbiome. Um, and as you mentioned, right, you were involved with AI like 20 years ago. Um, I, I think that's the thing. If you went up to people on the street, by the way, with the whole uh, chat GPT craze and you ask them about AI, they think it's a new thing that just came along, you know, in the last two years. Um, it's what you know, around, around the holidays, Leo, I, I see family members that maybe aren't as educated in this space. And they're like, this new, we have to, we have to worry about the, AI. I, I get you do have to worry about AI, but we have to worry about AI. It's so new. Uh, we don't know what it's, and no one has any idea that it's been around for so long. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I, you know, I actually hear that a lot. People say like, oh my God, you did your PhD 20 years ago in neural networks and AI. And they said, did the, the field even exist back then. And I remember being a PhD student, um, you know, finished in 2003. And to me, it felt like we were standing on the, the, the shoulders of 50 years of, of AI research, right? Alan Turing, the Turing test, you know, he was working on AI in the forties and the fifties. And so AI has evolved a lot from, from then to the time I did my PhD. And then from that time, to now and, and continuing to improve every year. And I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that AI has been around with us and part of our lives for a long time. Um, you know, I think people are expecting like Rosie from the Jetsons and like, that's what AI looks like. Um, but, you know, every time you get a credit card fraud alert, that's an AI system. Every time Netflix recommends a movie to you, that's an AI system. When you unlock your phone with your face, that's an AI system. AI is really everywhere and it can do new things. It can do more every single year. And so, you know, with ChatGPT, that was built on GPT-3, which was built on GPT-2, which built on GPT, which is a transformer, which, um, you know, so there has been a, a long progression that led up here. But I think the fact that they, they made OpenAI made it just so easy to use and so easy to engage with is really what captured people's attention and, and really allowed them to appreciate like where the field was and, and how good the technology was today. Yeah, it's, they, they really commercialized it for also the everyday person to be able to, to use it in some way versus, you know, uh, everything else that's happened over the years um, maybe someone that was also more technical was going to be able to leverage uh, the different parts of AI. But, but now, like you were saying, they did make it a lot easier. Uh, that being said, Leo, I always ask guests this question when they come on. And I'm sure you had you know, a decent amount when you're trying to integrate AI with microbiome. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced when trying to integrate AI with microbiome research? There are a number of challenges. So if you really think about our technology, there, there are three parts to it, right? So one part is reading all of these papers and saying, okay, this is a paper on the microbiome and obesity, right? And this was a study, there were 500 people, it was this demographic, uh, they found it was done with this type of sequencing, and they found that 
you know, obese people had, you know, higher organisms A, B, and C and lower organisms D, E, and F compared to somebody normal. And then that's study one, right? And then there's study two, which was on a different population and different um, group and different, they had different findings. And then there's paper three and four and five and six and seven. And for topics that have been studied quite a bit, there can be dozens, there could be hundreds of papers uh, that have been slightly different site designs, slightly different populations and found different things. And for the most part, there's a lot of overlap between these findings, but, you know, sometimes they're different. Sometimes they even contradict each other. And so the AI that reads all of those, the, that literature uh, is very difficult, the large language model to extract that information. And we have human oversight to make sure that it was read correctly and that the, the information was pulled out correctly. Um, but then once, even once it's pulled out correctly, now we look at your microbiome and we say, okay, do you fit the profile that's been observed for obesity? And because there may be, I'm just making it up, 150, 200 papers on obesity in the microbiome, and they all studied different things and they found slightly different things, how do we actually put them all together to assess your microbiome and say, does Jared's microbiome fit the profile of obesity or, or not? And so that part actually turned out to be uh, pretty tricky uh, to do that in a way that was principled, that we could be really transparent with people and say, this is exactly what we're doing. These are the studies that looked at your microbiome and found a profile that, that fit with obesity or not. And then there's a third part of the technology, which is really like the generative side where we create the report and we summarize all of that literature for somebody and really try to help tailor that summary to whatever their health goals are. It's super interesting. And, and kudos to you and the team for, for overcoming these challenges and, and putting together a great company. I'm really excited to continue to, to stay in touch with you. You know, this is your first time coming on the podcast. So I always say the goal of these, these podcasts is for the audience to get to know you, uh, for us to chat, but then hopefully we can have you come on and, and get on a panel and we can even dig deeper right into the company, into the future of the space. Uh, I would love before we, we start to wrap up here, uh, Leo, to hear any advice you have for aspiring entrepreneurs that want to innovate in this health tech space. I think it's really important that you really care about what you're doing. Um, healthcare doesn't change quickly or easily, and nor should it, right? Doctors are conservative. Uh, stakes are high with people's health. Uh, people care a lot about it. And so there's a conservatism here to adoption of new technology and especially FDA approvals and Medicare reimbursements and clinical trials. Doing Going through all that process can take a long time. Uh, it's incredibly rewarding uh, when patients are have stories of how your technology really helped them or doctors have these stories. And I've heard a lot through the years at various companies. Uh, it's incredibly rewarding. And all of us are faced with health issues among ourselves and our loves, loved ones over time. Uh, that said, I th you really need to care about what you're doing because entrepreneurship is hard and it is uh, a lot of ups and downs. 
But if you're really, at the end of the day, committed and passionate and you want to make a change in the world and you have an idea and something to say and something you want to bring in, um, that carries you through these ups and downs and the challenges and, and you'll make it happen. So that to me is number one is really, and when I hire two, it's really passion for the mission and excitement about what you're doing, where you're going and, and how you can really help move the system forward. That's great advice. And what's, what's next for, uh, for Jonah that you can share with us here today that, that really excites you as we head into 2024. We'll be here soon enough. Well, I'm really excited just to be more public about Jonah. So for the last year, we've been building in stealth mode and we've been building the technology. We've been you know, building the IP. We've been doing a lot of iterations. We had a beta release uh, with, with a few people on a few clinics that wanted to partner with us. And now finally, we, we had enough feedback and enough uh, experience where we felt really comfortable coming out of stealth and, and introducing ourselves. And we felt like we really had something to say and something to contribute. And so that process of coming out of stealth was just a few weeks ago. And the feedback has just been incredible. Uh, so many people are excited about this space, doctors, patients, consumers, uh, life sciences, companies. And so this next year, our our mission really is to get the word out and help people know about the technology, help people understand what, what the microbiome is, what it can do for them. And ultimately, we are driving toward uh, a time in which microbiome is, is a new branch of medicine with its own specialist, specialists and um, where it can really be incorporated into the clinical care pathway, as well as informing consumers about their own food choices and their own lifestyle choices. So there's a long road to go, uh, but this, this coming year is going to be really exciting as we get the word out, really um, work with a lot more clinics and a lot more people and, and continue to build the technology and the product. Well, I'm excited to stay in touch with you, uh, Leo, and we can kind of catch up and hear where things are at uh, from time to time, but wishing you and the team all the best of luck. Thanks so much, Jared. 